Thanks for listening to the Tribe Church Podcast. In this episode, you'll hear from some members of our community in what we call Tribe Stories. They're interviews with followers of Jesus here in our church, living in our context, and working to apply the teachings of Jesus to their lives. They serve as living illustrations of discipleship today, and we hope that they encourage you in your journey as well. Enjoy. Now we're going to transition to Anise. Also a dear friend. So we moved here about 10 years ago, and you were one of the first friends for my oldest daughter, Diana, mm-hmm. which all moms like, love me, love my kids. All moms really appreciate that. And then circle of life, a decade later, my little Bella, Ukrainka, is babysitting Addie, which is just the most precious thing. And you can definitely see how God, um, through his love and through his plans, wants to bring us all together to strengthen us, encourage us, and really hopefully use us to have a great impact in the world. But can you tell us what that journey looks like for you as an individual, like Elias talked about today, the individualism versus the community. Um, can you start with a little bit of your background growing up? Okay. Um, I'm shaky. Okay. This is fine. It's a lot of y'all. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> um, so I grew up coming to church, um, specifically like International Church of Christ. My mom was reached out in college and Um, Yeah, so my dad was in the military, so we moved every two years or less, uh, mostly along the East Coast. We came here in 08 and 07, something like that. I was a kid. Um, And yeah, so then I got to be a part of um, one stability. And um, yeah, so I was a part of um, awesome middle school ministry, started making friends. I've always been pretty social and so loved that. Um, Then I was in teens and I was like, this is it, like this is the life. Um, Every single transition I was like, I don't wanna do the next thing, it's scary and I'm comfortable and this is great. Um, And, but things come to an end. So Um, they were like, no, you're a big girl now, it's time for the next thing, (laughs) get out. um, and so, so yeah, so it was great. Um, I think over the years, um, my mom definitely instilled foundation. So like when he was talking about um, building on a rock, like I had my rock was being built for sure. Um, my sophomore year, I studied the Bible for like the third time. And I think something for me, there's a lot of details. I'm going to keep it short. Something for me clicked. And um I decided that I was I wanted to be in close relationship with God. I had understood sin and what how that was in my life and I wanted to get baptized and so I did. Um, and that summer and then uh, two years later they were starting a church in College Station and so it was the year I was graduating and I didn't really have any college plans. So I was like, yeah, let's do that. I love that. Let's just go serve God and we'll figure the rest out. And that's what I did. Um, and so that was a lot of learning for myself what my faith was, learning what my relationship looked like without my mom telling me, like, let's do a quiet time together, let's read our Bibles and pray together and stuff like that. Like, I was figuring out, like, how do I stay connected to God? How do, what is my purpose um, bringing other people to God and learning, building their relationships and things like that. So that happened. Um, my nomad um, characteristics, personality kept happening. I moved a lot during college. I was part of probably every Texas campus ministry at one point or another. Um, Tribe was one of them in 2015. Um, So yes, I was here for a little bit. Um, I had taken a break from school 
and um, then I left, went uh, to another city. And so there was when, I saw a camera. There was when <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you guys. Okay, um, so my life. So that is when um, I was really just digging into, especially the history of the Bible and seeing it as a whole, being able to pull back and see God's love story. Like that was a new concept that I hadn't learned. And it was just, I was enthralled. I loved it all. Um, and I joined leadership and I was studying the Bible with all these people and there was change happening. And it was just like, everything was exciting and great. Um, still that rock and a few things happened. Um, winter 2017, um, going into spring 2018. Um, it was my last year of college. Um, I took the um, I took the long route of school, so I was in school for like six years. But um, and now I'm in a graduate program, so school never ends. But so anyway, so I was um, I started working at a treatment center. Um, these are kids that are coming from really hard backgrounds, um, abuse, neglect, trauma. It's really intense. And that was my first time not seeing it in a textbook. Like I went to school for psychology and child development, but seeing it in real life was a completely different thing. Um, I felt I was studying the Bible with people and I felt like they weren't getting it. And I was like, but you don't, like, this is God. Like, what, what are what are you not getting? Like, what, what is this? Why do you care about your finals? Who cares about finals? Um, and and then I'm at work and I'm like, oh, the trauma that's going there. And so I felt more called towards that. And I, retrospect looking back, I think I definitely was pulling away, not only from um, church culture, but it as a whole, I think I had started experiencing hurts. And instead of asking hard questions, like when you were saying um, questioning is not necessarily doubting, I took it as doubting and um, other hurts and stuff. And so I pulled away from church and I was like, I'm still faithful to God. I just don't feel myself close to church anymore. And I just put myself into work and that was my ministry and that was my focus. And um, time went by where I was no longer surrounded by um, my family. I wasn't surrounded by my community. And instead I was in a very, very toxic work community <laughs> and my life no longer resembled um, what God calls us to. And I was like, I'm not living like a disciple. I'm not a disciple. And when I had that click in my brain, my life looked way different. <laughs> mm -hmm. So tell us about that. So when you decided and I, I appreciate how you break it down into stages because sometimes it just sort of seeps in like that. But once you made that decision that I'm not going to follow Jesus anymore, and this is where I think, um, I know this is part of my own journey, and I think a lot of us can go, there's a difference between when you're deconstructing your faith and asking questions and when you go, I don't want to ask the questions because I don't want to know the answer and I don't want to hear you and it can become destructive. So it's not deconstructing, it's just destructive. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that season of your life. Um, so it started with, I lost my virginity. Um, and I was, um, so there was multiple relationships. There were uh, drugs got involved, partying, drunkenness, um, the like. And <laughs> that continued. Looking back, it was such, it was actually, a short period in the grand scheme of what I've lived life so far. Um, but in the moment, it was just overwhelming. So probably of five months of that, 
Um, I was in a relationship-ish and it ended and it left me very hurt and I just shut everything out. And so for the next six months or so, um, I'd go to work, come home, get high enough to numb out, go to sleep, do it over again the next day. And that was the pattern of my life for the next six months um, until someone actually had reached out to me from when we were in teens, very close friend, and I came to church, and I've always been very connected with worship. I love worship, I love tribe worship, and um, I don't remember the song, but I, it was what I needed. Like God was speaking to me in that moment um, that Om Elijah shared, and they have history, and I was like, huh, <laughs> I need to listen, I need to talk to them. And so it was just like everything was lining up exactly how it needed to be for me to start actually asking questions and um, rebuilding what had quickly turned to sand. Um, if you do not take care of your rocket, will turn to sand. So, <laughs> and that's what happened. Um, so I was just starting to rebuild from there. So what did the rebuilding look like? Uh, you mentioned letting some friends back in to your life. I love how God will get through to us. Even if we close the Bible and say, I'm not gonna listen to you, it's like, wait till you hear this song on the radio or at service and can get through to our hearts. Sometimes they always make me cry too. But as you started to open up about what had been going on into your life and that process of confessing your sins and repenting, I know you had mentioned there were some situations in your leadership journey where you didn't agree with people and it just shut that out and started, you know, um, pulling back and allowing some other feelings into your heart there. So what did the reconstructing look like for you? Um, so for me, one of the things was, um, I don't know if addiction is the right word, but idolatrizing, is that a word? Idolatry, okay. Um, numbing out i would instead of going to god i numbed out when i got stressed when just any type of emotion instead of feeling it instead of asking questions instead of diving deeper i handled it myself that was how i handled it um and so i think that as that was something that i had to work through um relearning how to rely on god um forgiveness was something i'd worked through because like I said, instead of actually talking to people, I had all these feelings and all these emotions and I didn't want a little bit of people pleasing, didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings, so I'm just gonna shut you out and never talk to you again, because that'll fix it. Um, that does not fix it. That was, yeah, that doesn't fix it. So, so yeah, so forgiving um, and just having people in my life that were holding me accountable because, you know, sometimes you're just like, it's kind of like a snooze button for me. Like, sometimes you're just like, oh, I can just do it later. But when you have actually someone, like, your alarm beeping in your face, like, no, Anise, come on, you got this, let's keep. And so that community um, was something that I was missing, and I had it again. Um, so um, a practical, I remember we talked about practicals. Um, the biggest thing was not being reliant on just relationships. I think before I had actually... Um, when I was first pulling back, a part of that was because I'd been doing this for, at that point, 20 years or whatever, and I was comfortable and I knew what to say and I knew what actions I should be doing and enough to get by and people weren't questioning me and all this kind of things. And um, But I wasn't relying on God. That wasn't, I wasn't in relationship with God, I was in relationship with people. And so if we're human, we sin, we're not all perfect. Um, when something happened, if if something happened, um, 
I that hurt was shutting me off like I shut off instead of going back to God mm -hmm. and so that has been something now that um, regardless of people knowing that we all are human um, I have to go back to God and so I just want to say I'm so proud of you because I know that those conversations when you went back and had to forgive um, it required a lot of humility and was preceded by confession and repentance, but you persevered through that. That takes a lot of courage. And I I know because I was there for part of the process um, that it was a it was a painful, it's painful to go back and deal with those things, but there was so much freedom and relief and joy that came with the forgiveness. And God's really blessed you. And he I love that Grace is I heard someone describe it, Grace is getting what we need and not what we deserve. And God blessed you, and he blessed your relationships, didn't he? So for those of you who don't know the rest of the story, and it's ongoing, yes. everyone, we're all a work in progress, but can you share a little bit about how God's helping you through this now? Yeah, um, so in that process of coming back, I was dating someone, <laughs> and <laughs> someone special, and um, yeah, he's pretty great, and um, and yeah, and so honestly at the time I was like, he's not gonna wanna follow God. I'm gonna have to break up with him and be alone forever and I don't know what to do with myself. Um, but that wasn't the case. He was like, oh, absolutely, I'm interested. And there was definitely times, especially in the beginning where he was actually like really going for it more than I, and I was like, I need to be reading my Bible. Why is he quoting scripture at me? What the heck? Um, and so, yeah, so that was a journey and um, he got baptized, and then shortly after that, we got engaged, and now we have a baby, and yeah, it's just going. <laughs> so yeah, no, it's definitely God blessed and has turned my life into something that I didn't even, I never saw. Well, I am very proud of both of you, grateful for your willingness to share, even the hard parts with us today, and just going back to land on that scripture that, um, there was a foundation. You started out on that rock, and yeah, you, you kind of wandered off into deep waters there, but as you came back up and um, are now building your own house on the rock, I know, I know hard times still come. And I know um, there are a lot of sleep-deprived nights in this particular season, but um, I really admire the choices that you're continuing to make to put God first and to continue to pray and surrender. I know you shared with me earlier that you guys started Sabbathing. Yeah. I'm sure that's much needed, right? You need a little <laughs> bit of rest right now. But above all, I was thinking of you in the, in the song we were singing, I think it was the one right before the sermon started, that I will build my life upon your love, yeah. that one. Yeah. So you're very loved here. Very proud of you guys for choosing to build your house on the rock. We love you guys.